We're glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. If you have the Bible faith from the Word of God, it is the substance of the thing, and it's impossible for God to say no to what He's already said yes to. Y'all still out there? Did you go home? Now, I'm going to make another statement that's kind of strong, but it's true. It's impossible to pray the prayer of faith if you don't know the will of God. It'd be impossible for you to pray in faith about something that you don't know what God's will is. And that's where most of us miss it. We pray too quick before we get the knowledge and understanding of the Word. So then... Faith is a substance of things. What things is faith the substance of? The things that God's given us. See, we're not talking about getting something God doesn't want you to have. You know, the Bible is so simple, you'd have to have somebody to help you misunderstand it. But you know, people are writing books today to help you misunderstand it. It reminds me of a story I heard about a guy walking down the road. And he noticed there was five guys out in this field and they had a telephone pole, about 30 foot tall. And four of them was trying to hold that pole up. And this other guy had a tape measure in his hand. He's trying to climb that pole. He'd get about halfway up and that thing get overbalanced a little way. And he'd have to jump off and the pole would fall. And he stood there and watched that for about three times. They tried it. And finally they sat down to rest. And he went out there and said, I hate to bother y'all. But he said, what are y'all doing? And the guy said, well, said we're trying to measure this pole to see how tall it is. He said, uh, well, now, you know, it's not any of my business, but why don't you just measure the pole while it's on the ground? <laughs> well, he said, dummy, we know how long it is. We won't know how tall it is. <laughs> That's what a lot of people say. Well, I know what the Bible said, but what did it mean? Hey man, it meant just what it said. Measure it while it's on the ground. <laughs> Jesus said, Whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them, and you shall have them. What them? Them things you prayed. So don't pray the problem. What things you desire when you pray? Believe you receive. Believe you receive. You believe when you pray. See, faith is the substance of things. Seed corn is the substance of a corn crop. You've got to have it or you won't have a corn crop. And again, I get amused at some of the things that people come up with. Well, you're just teaching people to give to get. Why, you're just giving to get. That's like walking up to a farmer and saying, Yeah, I know why you're planting that corn. You just want more corn. Yeah, man, how else are you going to get more corn? That's just the way it works. Now, don't get mad at the farmer for doing what he knows to do. <laughs> Faith is a substance of things. The things that God hath given you. No, we're not talking about getting something that God doesn't want you to have. 
we're talking about entering into the provisions that God has given to you that already belong to you. As far as heaven's concerned, it's already yours, but you don't have it. And much of the time, it's because that we haven't had a good understanding of how to operate in what we know. I mean, we know these things are in the Bible. Now, let me show you something about this faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of what you can't see. Well, if you have lack, what you can't see is abundance. Isn't that right? The reason you can't see it, you don't have it. Isn't that right? But now, if you go to the Word of God, the seed for that is the promises. Give and it shall be given unto you. And many other promises, you know, in the Scripture. Now, you begin to do that. You do it, then say it. Thank God I've given, it is given unto me. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together. And if you say that long enough, you begin to see it in your spirit. It'll create an image inside you. You begin to see yourself with abundance before you ever have abundance. Now, there's people that are always afraid. Oh, you're getting into this mind science. You're getting into Christian science. No, it's a Christian sense. It's a biblically sound principle of the Bible. The words transfer images into your spirit. And what you can conceive in your spirit, you can receive. You remember what God said of the people that built the Tower of Babel? Now, these were devil worshipers. I'm talking about people that worship the devil. They built this Tower of Babel and God said, let us go down. And said, uh, let's see this thing. Because he said, nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. If they can imagine it or image it, they can do it. Now he said that of devil worshipers. What do you think would happen if spirit-filled, born-again, tongue-talking, Bible-toting, full gospel people would get a hold of the Word and begin to speak the Word until the image of God's Word was inflamed within them? And they begin to see it like God sees it. See, the devil's conned us into believing you ain't going to get nothing in this life. You may get to heaven all right and it'll be wonderful then, but you ain't going to get nothing here. You know, God gave the promised land to the children of Israel. The promised land is not a type of heaven because there are wars to be fought to enter into that promised land. It's a type of our inheritance in this life. Amen. Things that we can obtain here and now. And brother, they had to fight some battles and kill some giants to get there. But I want you to know they did. But you know, God assigned a special angel lead them to and get them to the place that God had prepared for them. But did you know those that would not cooperate with the Holy Spirit, with God, died in the wilderness and never made it? Never saw the promised land. The devil's conned us into believing you ain't going to get nothing here. You may get it when you get to heaven, but you're not going to get anything here. Let me show you something. Jesus is the only man that wrote out a will. This is his will right here died to put it into effect. See, a will is no good unless the testator is dead. Right here in this New Testament says, New Testament or the last will and testament of our Lord Savior Jesus Christ. That is his will. This word is his will. And Paul said he's already said yes to all these promises. 
But now the devil comes along and says, well, in religion, and tells you, well, you're not going to get it here. You get it when you get to heaven. You get your inheritance when you die. Now, what if I were to come home and tell my wife, honey, my rich uncle, he's wrote me in his will, I'm the sole heir. Woo, I just can't wait to die to get my inheritance. She said, hey, boy, you don't have to die. He has to die. Jesus is the only man that made a will, died to put it into effect, then he arose from the dead to make sure that it was carried out, just like he said. Can you imagine some shyster lawyer trying to cut some of the children out of the will? And the guy that made the will shows up in the courtroom. <laughs> That'll get your attention. But the Bible said Jesus is the guarantee of the new covenant. He guarantees that it'll work. That these things that he's promised are ours. But folks, they will not come to you just because it's in the Bible. There is a pattern established in the Word of God and in the way of life. There's a scripture in Romans, the first chapter, that Paul makes this statement. In fact, we ought to just turn to that, lest I misquote it. Romans, the first chapter, verse 20. For the invisible things of him speaking of God, from the creation of the world, are clearly seen, being understood by things that are made, even the eternal power in the Godhead. The invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by things that are made. In other words, you can look at things that God made and it clearly reveals the invisible things of God. The kingdom of God is an invisible kingdom today. It dwells in the hearts of men. But you can look at things that are made and it reveals that. God made the earth. And this parable of the sower is revealing to you how the earth works. And how the kingdom works. Kingdom of God. Verse 26 to Mark 4 says, The kingdom of God is if a man cast a seed into the ground. He should rise and sleep night and day, and the seed should spring and go up, and he knoweth not how. For the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself. What is the earth in that parable? The earth is the heart of man. The seed is the word of God. And the man cast the seed into the ground. God didn't plant it for him. The Holy Ghost didn't do it for him. The man had to plant the seed. See, the Apostle Paul came along in Romans the 10th chapter and he says, The word is nigh you, even in your mouth and in your heart. We could say it this way, the seed is close to you for what you need. It's in your mouth and it's in your heart. And that's the way you plant a seed for what you need. Notice Paul didn't say it's in your neighbor's mouth and in your heart. Didn't say it's in your pastor's mouth and in your heart. Said it's in your mouth and in your heart. And he tells you exactly how it works. And it will produce if you'll do it that way. Can you say amen? Thank you so much for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, before I leave the broadcast, I want to remind you that all of this week, our CD offer is CD offer number 7131. That's 7131, Jesus, the Seed of Righteousness. It's a single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. In Galatians, the third chapter, the Apostle Paul says, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. 
For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on the tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, and that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. When Eve sinned and Adam committed high treason and turned the earth lease over to the devil and invited the curses into the earth, the curses came through sin. Don't blame God for the curses. They came because of sin, and Satan was the ultimate cause of it. But we notice that Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. Now, when you get down to verse 16, Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He saith not unto seeds as many, but as of one, and to thy seed, which is Christ. In other words, Jesus was the seed to whom the promise was made. Now, Abraham lived under that promise until the seed came to whom the promise was made. It was Jesus. And then we find in verse 23, But before faith came, we were kept under the law, shut up unto the faith which should be afterwards revealed. Now when we get down to verse 29, it says, And if ye be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So we're talking about the fact that God is a farmer, and when he wanted righteousness in the earth, he planted his son Jesus here to bring righteousness. Jesus is called the firstborn among many brethren. If you're born again, your number's in there somewhere. That's offer number 7131, Jesus, the seed of righteousness. It's a single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.